Welcome to the Kidmen Huddle, part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Gather round, Kidmen leaders, and be encouraged and equipped as you build the kingdom. Now here's your host, Amber Pike. Welcome back to another episode of the Kidmen Huddle. What do you think your kids are going to remember about lesson time, their time in your ministry? What do you think is going to stick out in their minds, maybe when they're grown-ups? I mean, I know I have memories from church functions when I was a kid. Honestly, I have a lot of vacation Bible school memories. My aunt was my Sunday school teacher for a while when I was a kid, and I remember she sent home these little, like, homemade laminated with contact paper memory verses that she made with clip art each week. And at the time, I didn't realize how awesome that was, that she was doing this in the, I don't know, late 90s? When was I a kid? Um... (laughs) I remember things from my childhood. I remember the vacation Bible school. It was the Good News Stampede. And my mom was the VBS director. And our snacks that year were served on a covered wagon. And I remember a sack race with one of my best friends named Christopher. And I remember our root beer floats were served in a boot-shaped mug. I remember things from my time in church as a child. So what do you think the kids going through your ministry now will remember? Well, recently I was encouraged, um, my babies, my teens now, that were part of my ministry, the ones that went through the bulk of their children's ministry under me. The youth leader came the other day and told me how all those kids know their books of the Bible still. And the children, the teens that weren't a part of my ministry just kind of looked around like, what, why do all these kids know them? Why are they singing the books of the Bible? Well, it was a priority in my ministry. I think it's important for kids to know how to find things in the Bible, to know the books of the Bible and where they come in what order. So we worked on it. We sang a lot of books of the Bible song. I had this, I don't know, giant piece of foam board and I made this huge books of the Bible poster with different colored names, you know, for their sections. And I had to choose each week who would get to hold the big giant poster and dance around with it while we sang our books of the Bible song. Like this was It was important stuff for my kids. It was a priority. And now, thankfully, I can say that my my babies that grew out of that ministry, they still know their books of the Bible. They're proud that they know that. So what are the kids in your ministry? What will they remember? Um, Repetition. In case you haven't figured this out now, it's good for kids, not just little ones. It shows what's important. If the gospel, the good news of Jesus' saving grace for us, if that is important, and it, it should be, by the way, well, should it just be taught once? Or should that be something that is taught over and over and over? Now, not necessarily in the exact same way, because we want to engage kids in God's story. We want them to remember it. We want it to stick out. We want to use all of those different learning styles and learning smarts and all that good teaching stuff. But we need to make sure that we're consistently teaching on what is important. We need to use repetition and creativity to show kids what is important. I'll give you another example. Um, I get the question a lot. Ooh, that's a squeaky chair. I don't know if you just heard that. <laughs> but I get the question a lot with my kids. Well, 
if God is all powerful, why would he allow sin to happen? It's a great question. Um, I love questions like this. I love seeing their little minds working and those wheels turning. But it's a hard concept, honestly, probably even for us adults. Why wouldn't God just make everyone follow him? And so I use an example for the last, however long I've been at this church. And it was 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. The last nine years at this church. Wow, I've been there nine years. I've used the same example. And the other day, this question came up again. And one of my teen helpers who had been all through, you know, all through my ministry, she's like, oh, let me answer. And so this sweet, almost 16-year-old starts explaining to the boys and girls why God wouldn't just make everyone follow him. My 10-year-old loves to share this answer as well. It sticks out to them. In case you're curious, here's how I answer that question. I tell them, well, if I said every Sunday at 1130, you have to give Miss Amber a hug and tell her that you love her. Does it really mean much? You have to do it. If you're forced to do it, you have to do it. Does it really mean that you love me? And it's the same with God. He wants us to choose to love him. He doesn't want to force us to love him. This sticks out in their mind because we've talked about it more than once. We talk about the things that are important over and over and over. Friends, how often are you given the gospel? How often are you addressing the fact that they're sinners in need of a savior? How often are you telling a child how to accept Christ? How often are you telling them that baptism, whether it be as a baby or a grown-up or whenever, that baptism doesn't save you? How often are you teaching on Jesus' power? Or are you just kind of teaching whatever's in the book. Maybe you hop around from lesson to curriculum to whatever. Are you teaching what's important over and over? Let's look at it a different way. Because maybe over the course of, let's say, three to four years, that's kind of the average length of most scope and sequences. So over the course of the years, you feel confident that your kids are getting it. They're exposed enough to the gospel to, to understand the authority of God's word, who Jesus is, what sin is, how they can be saved and have eternal life. Awesome. That needs to happen in your ministry. But what about the kids that aren't there for three to four years? What about the kids who come every other weekend? Or maybe once a month? Pre-COVID numbers, a kid was a, a average attender two times a month, two hours a month. Now, I'd be curious to see the actual statistical numbers on that because I feel it would be much, much lower. That honestly, we're doing good if we've got a kid there once a month. But what about the child that comes as a friend? Maybe they've never heard about Jesus, but it was sleep overnight, so they came along. Maybe it was an event, Easter egg hunt, fall festival, candy giveaway, you know, whatever. What if that's the only Jesus that they see is what they learn at your church? Are you teaching on what's important? 
Are you wasting opportunities? How are you making this stick is the other question you need to ask yourself. Because you can get up there and you can teach it. But is it sticking in their minds? Are you making the Bible come alive? I I recently watched something. um, I didn't agree with a lot of something. uh, A lot of the things that I heard in this. And in part of it, they were, they were knocking on flannel graphs even. And, and essentially saying that if you're still using flannel graphs, shame on you. And I disagree with that. Because how many kids now have no clue what a flannel graph is? It's exciting. Something old can be new again. Um, in our basement, my husband has like a man cave. And we have an old rotary phone. It is not hooked up to anything. But my daughter will sit and play secretary on it because... Wow, that phone, it has like a dial? What? How are you making the Bible come alive? Are you using illusions or visuals? Or are you involving their senses? I just read a preschool thing about how preschoolers really crave using their senses to learn. The touch, the sight, the smell, the hearing. Are you using all of that to make the Bible come alive? Are you involving kids in the lesson? Are they active listeners? Or are you just expecting them to sit still and quiet and listen for 40 minutes? Because I don't think that's the best way to show kids how important what you're teaching is. And it's all important because everything in the Bible is God's story. Every, even Leviticus, (laughs) I struggle with Leviticus. It's I struggle with it. Yeah, but it's important. It's God's story. It needs to be taught. So again, I ask you, what are you doing to make the Bible come alive? What is important in your ministry? A couple of quick ideas. Um, So for us, learning how to use the Bible in my ministry it's a priority and I will find or occasionally use lessons that do not have kids in the word of God physically themselves. It's a little pet peeve of mine. So what do I do? I add it in. I encourage kids to bring their own Bibles. We give them Bibles if they truly don't have one. I hear that a lot just when they, you know, forget it or want something free. But I encourage them to bring their Bibles. I reward them with candy. They have a little card. And every time they bring their Bible, they get a mark on their card. And when they get 10 marks, they get a full-size candy bar. It has them bringing their Bible so they can get comfortable using their Bible. We work on how to find passages, where the books of the Bible are at, how to read them. Um, The other day I taught my kids, I had a younger crew, and the reference was, I don't remember what it was, but, you know, something, something, like, verse 12a. So I was teaching them, well, what would, what part of the verse would that be with a? Well, what would it be if it said 12b? It's important. So we do it over and over and over. We have several ways we work on the books of the Bible. Same thing with the story of the Bible. I think it is so important for kids to understand the one big story of the Bible. So we go over it all the time. In every lesson, I'm connecting it. Okay, so who was, who was Joseph? 
Who does he play in the story? Who is his family? How is he related to Jesus? Oh, King David? Yeah, he's related to Jesus. Da, 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 da. I'm connecting the people, the places in the Bible timeline, but also how it works in God's story. I have several different activities and, and lessons that I'll pop out where I want the kids to tell me the outline of God's story from before creation all the way to eternity. It's important for them to know. So we do it in several different ways, several different times. My goal is to make the Bible come alive, to make it exciting. Um, Like I've said before, currently I'm in a period where I have lots of littles. So I'm really trying to make the Bible come alive. With my older kids, it can be a little bit more lecture style, you know, conversational. We can talk a little more. My little ones lose interest pretty fast, especially my little one. I kind of bribe her with candy during a lot of the lesson. It works. But I'm also, I'm being very intentional with how long are they sitting? What could I do to change, you know, maybe a purchase curriculum? What could I do to change it to where they're experiencing this rather than just hearing it? So what do you think the kids in your ministry are going to remember? Are they going to remember sitting? Are they going to remember fun? Are they going to remember that they're loved? Are our key teaching points going to stick out to them because it's been said over and over and over? Are they going to see its importance? I encourage you this week, spend some time thinking about that. Think about what is important. What do you want the kids to walk away from at the end of the year, at the end of elementary school, before they go to youth group? What's important? And how are you showing that God's word is important, that God's story is important, that the message of salvation is important? And I really want you to remember, Kidman leaders, what you do matters. <laughs>